This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. That's it for another Halloween. It was kind of a kind of a different one this year, Jim. Yeah. Did you end up taking the, the kids around or after I stopped by your house, we went back to my neighborhood. And yeah, we went we just walked up and down the street and there was a couple people who put out tables with uh, little bags of candy. I think that the kids probably got more candy with this method than they would have just going door to door. Why do you say that? Generosity. People yeah. were very, very generous filling up treat bags, individually uh, distanced on a table. So you'd walk up and you'd grab a bag and you'd stuff it in. There was, you know, four, five, six different candies in each bag. Mm. Yeah. My sister sent me a picture of my niece, my niece's haul, and there was the most full-size chocolate bars I've ever seen in my per life. Capita? Yeah. Well, just thinking maybe like people just figured they'd have less people out so they went a little bigger with the candy. Yeah. The neighbors who who went out of their way to uh, give the kids the experience over the weekend whether you made one of those candy shoots or mm-hmm. you did the thing with the table and and the bags. Uh kudos to you guys for following the rules and and doing what you can to make sure that the magic of Halloween was still there. For, for the children. The, the magic of older kids being obnoxious on Halloween also worked for me. There was at, at like at 10.30 and 11.30, somebody banged on my door. I looked out the window like quickly because it was so late. Saw a guy in a plaid uh, sweater with his hood up running away to meet up with some other people who were also running. So you had some teenagers doing the late late rounds? Yeah. And then another one, somebody bang, quickly, boom, 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 banged on my door and then ran away. He, this guy had a black hoodie on. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm, I, so I went and set up a tripwire outside and told my girlfriend, she's like, take that down. What? <laughs> I put like a bar like low on in between like this bush where they'd have to run up. And my girlfriend was like, if they trip and fall, they could sue us. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe I'll take that down. What are you, Macaulay Culkin? I was. I was Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I just started drinking for the first time in a month, Taz. I was angry. That's right. Yeah, Sober October was done and Jim was looking to booby trap some teenagers. Yeah, I put like a, <laughs> I put, like, a big uh, metal pipe in between like a bush and the <laughs> railing. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I dug a hole in my front lawn and yeah. I, I put some, uh, sharpened, some stakes. sharpened sticks in the bottom of it and then covered it in leaves. That'll teach these punks. And then I played the waiting game. <laughs> hmm. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. a trick instead it, of a treat they'd yeah. be getting. Definitely glad I, nobody activated the tripwire because, yeah, I'd probably be in jail right now. I tied a, a, a giant log up in one of my trees, and if they hit the trip, <laughs> trip wire, the two logs would come swinging down and crush them. Yeah, yeah. Like or an Ewok. I completely forget about it and order skip the dishes the next day. Kill the driver. <laughs> That's hilarious that you went out there at what time? This 10.30? was probably 11.30. Like 11.30 this, yeah. at night to set booby traps. Just one booby trap, yeah. They're, and it was a black metal pipe. There's no way they would have seen it. It yeah. would have been amazing. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad my girlfriend was I'm smart. glad your girlfriend was smart, too, yeah. Jim. Otherwise, we may be uh, bailing you out later <laughs> today. <laughs> Halloween over the weekend. You may have seen this. Just a nightmare story out of Quebec City. 
about a guy dressed in a medieval costume who attacked random people with a sword. Here's our friends from Global News. Quebec City's chief of police is calling it a night of horror. The deputy premier described the events as barbaric. Stabbings took place near the Chateau Frontenac. The suspect, now in police custody after a two-hour manhunt in Quebec's capital city, is a 24-year-old man from the North Shore of Montreal. Dressed in a medieval costume, police say he used a Japanese saber-style sword to attack seven people. Ugh. Police say they were chosen at random. Two have died, five others are in hospital with major lacerations, but there is no fear for their lives. Police say the suspect is not linked to any terrorist group. He is suspected to have mental health issues. The authorities say the killer's goal was to stab as many people as possible, and they say if this had happened during normal times, there would have been many more victims. God, how scary would that be? Yeah, you would assume it's just another random person in a costume. You know, and you see people with weapons on Halloween, you mm-hmm. know, you don't expect them to be real sharpened swords, though. Oh, no, absolutely not. You just think it was a random costume. Yeah. He's going to a party or something. Of all nights, you could get away with walking around with a sword or mm-hmm. some sort of uh, dangerous weapon. Halloween is the night. Uh, they say there that. If it was a usual Halloween with everybody out partying in the streets, it could have been worse. Who knows? Maybe it could have been better, more people to jump in. But <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You know, I saw that motorcycle accident a couple weeks back, Jim. Mm-hmm. And I know how bad I was at reacting in that situation. And, and an accident like that, you kind of think, is something that you could encounter one day in your life. Yeah. But a guy with a, a sword dressed in a medieval costume just uh, stabbing random people... It, it would take a some time to for that image to register as to what the hell was going on there. Yeah, you you would think maybe they were acting. You know, people like have little sword fights on the street sometimes when they you know dressed up as Star Wars characters or something. Like, I, yeah. it, it would just it's just yeah, you you wouldn't know what was going on right away. Well, mental health a big deal, and obviously it's in the spotlight right now in Quebec, and it should be in the spotlight. Right across this country, if someone's sick enough to do something like that, it's sad, and, and we uh, send our best well wishes out to those who are in hospital recovering. But uh, two were killed in the attack. A guy dressed in a medieval costume with a sword, Halloween night in Quebec. We have a new contest here on the show. It's called Taz and Jim's Night Noises. And this started because, Jim, your girlfriend Sarah recorded you making some weird noises while you were sleeping a couple weeks back. Yeah, not quite snoring, not quite sleep talking, something kind of in between. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's Jim. (laughs) What the heck is going on there? I, I don't know. Sounds like a spooky ghost is chasing me. Do you have the remix? I mean, we did a remix of yeah. that, didn't we? Yeah, you thought it sounded kind of musical, so we put it to some some uh, some background music. Get away. 
Get away from the ghost, Jim. It's coming after you. <laughs> and then you know, apparently people just have a lot of their boyfriends or wives on their phone making weird noises to show them in the morning to prove, no, you are in fact annoying me and keep me right. up at night. Because listeners started sending us their their night noises. Jay Cudney was one of them, and he had, uh, you wouldn't want to be sleeping next to this. It's terrifying. <laughs> so, of course, we had to put that to music as well, right? You do that one too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, our friends at Sleep Country heard us talking about the noises people make while they're sleeping. And they said, guys, why don't we hook up some of your listeners with a great prize? So if you record your partner making noises while they sleep and you send it to us, you can find all the details at y108.ca and fm96.com if you want to enter. Um, you could win a fall sleep country sleep set, including comfort contour pillows, Egyptian cotton pillowcases, and an essential sheet set. We have our first night noises winner here. Who's this from, Jim? This is from Jenny Chanity. Uh, and this is her husband's uh, night noises that he's making. And if you thought, you know, mine and Jay's were annoying to, to sleep next to, imagine this, Taz. Oh, that's a deep snore. Dude, you got to get a sleep apnea machine. Yeah, I, I feel bad for your health. You know, yeah, something's not right there. Yeah, you know, a lot of the times, a snore, you'll just on the exhale, you'll snore, be like, or something like that. This guy is is snoring both inhales and exhales, and there really doesn't seem to be a rhythm to it. No, like it's a short one, a long one, a long one, short one. Maybe he's doing Morse code. S O S. Like it, it doesn't end. And the best is, he probably turns to his wife. What's his wife's name? Jenny. Jenny. Uh, there's no way I snore. Hey, what are you talking about? I don't snore. <laughs> Someone's trying to start a chainsaw. <laughs> it almost sounds like Mario jumping at the end. <laughs> Boing. Oh, my God. Boing. Oh. Well, congratulations, Jenny. We're going to hook you up with a fall sleep country sleep set. And you may want to put it on the bed in the spare room yeah. because that's definitely where I would be sleeping if my husband was making those noises. If you have some good audio of the night noises that your partner is making, send them to us. All the details online, y108.ca and fm96.com. Taz and Jim, the OHL is not going to have body checking this coming season, talking about ways to protect the players from COVID-19. February 4th, it looks like they're going to resume play for a shortened season and no body checking. Also, an idea that we heard they're, they're batting around right now is the possibility of giving each player their own puck. So there'll be 10 pucks on the ice during the games 
and that way the players really won't need to go near each other. I see a text message here. This is a good idea, too. Line them up like a foosball table, and they say, stay uh, stationary, and then they just pass the puck to each other, mm. you know, or like one of those rod hockey tables. And you can only go up the left wing. Yeah, or, yeah, you, yeah. you have your little your little line that you can go up and down, and you can spin around and shoot the puck at the goalie, but you can't deviate from that line. Hmm. That's a, that's a good suggestion, actually. What are the other text messages saying here, Jim? Most people not not feeling it like that person is not being productive here. Ten uh, bucks, yeah, ten the, times the excitement. <laughs> the puck thing makes zero sense, and how would it be competitive at all? It would be like a practice or a drill the entire time. Just cancel the damn season. This is absolutely ludicrous. Another text says the new OHL rule sounds like Timbits hockey. Yeah. Another one here. Same thing happening in soccer. Can't head the ball or have anybody contact now. Uh, another question, which is obviously a lot of people have a lot of questions about this. How would face-offs work? Because there's still going to only be a, f- a handful, like two, yeah. you know, one ref, two linesmen or something. Well, maybe they drop they drop all ten pucks from the rafters, mm. and if the pucks are different colors, then the, each player has to find their puck. Yeah. Another text here. This is this story is crazy. Do you guys have a link for the puck thing? I can't seem to find it. We're joined by Mike Stubbs from Global News Radio. He is an OHL insider. Stubbsy. <laughs> what have you heard about the 10 puck thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm with the last person. I, I can't seem to find the link. Obviously, they're not giving every player their own puck. We just wanted to highlight... How ridiculous this no body checking sounds. Like, it sounds on par as giving each player their own puck as far as I'm concerned. Wait, 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 wait. This isn't happening? (laughs) Jim, I forgot to tell you. It's a joke. They're they're not giving each player their own puck. I was hoping it was going to be crazy zany hockey. When the OHL returns. But the body checking thing, it's actually happening. The the no body checking stubs. Well, I mean, this is something that... The Minister of Sport, Tourism, and Culture, Lisa McLeod, has been talking about for a few weeks. She kind of mentioned it in an interview that she had done with Rick Westhead a couple of weeks ago and then reiterated it last week. So, you know what? I had a chance to talk with OHL Commissioner David Branch on Friday, and I asked him about it, and he says there's discussions going on. And then the Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, actually on Saturday, later on Saturday, tweeted that there are ongoing discussions and that he wants to see the OHL return with body contact. So mm-hmm. we've, we've got a, uh, a person trying to get this done because let's, let's face it, safety is number one for every one of the players, and that's what the OHL will, you know, will be looking at. One, two, three, four, and five on the list. But I don't, I don't understand safe. how it's safer... To, one, you, these guys have been training to play this game their entire lives, and this is they're used to playing the game with contact. So, if you suddenly take that out, and you know what their their bodies uh, know how to do, they start trying to play another way. It may be more dangerous for them, wouldn't you say? Oh, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. And when you're talking safety, I mean the safety of this comes in a different way. It comes with ensuring that everybody is safe to get to the playing surface. Yeah. And if you look at the National Football League and Major League Baseball, the things that have made them successful, even college football in the States to some extent, the things that have made them successful 
are trying to ensure the safety of the players before they get to the playing. And they're all breathing the same air down on the (laughs) ring. So you can get, you're allowed to skate next to a guy. You can get right up near him, but if you if you touch shoulders, suddenly that's going to give them COVID. Yeah, I, not, you're, it, you're also on the bench with you know almost twenty other people, at least twenty other people. You're freezing exactly. the puck against the board. You're holding the guy against the board. Like women's hockey has no body checking, but people are still running into each other all the time and touching each other, and they're right up in each other's grills. It anyway. doesn't make sense. Well, Jim, you just you outlined it perfectly because it's not the body contact that brings you close together. It is the scrums along the board. It is. Rubbing somebody out. I mean, the only difference between women's hockey and men's hockey is in the contact. In, yes. in, in contact hockey, you're going in opposite directions. Women's hockey still has a whole lot of contact. It's still a really physical game. You're just, as you are being physical, as you're taking somebody out of, of the play, you're going in the same direction. And that's, that's why, guys, the only option here to keep everyone safe each player gets their own puck. It's the only <laughs> thing that would work. <laughs> Keep following this story for us, Stubbs, and if anything changes, let us know ASAP, okay? Absolutely. But the premier, just know that, is in the corner of finding a way to have body contact. And February 4th is the date we expect the OHL to return. That's the one they're aiming for right now. Rule changes in the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, saying when they start the shortened season, February the 4th, there will be no body checking allowed. And another rule change they're tossing around is to keep social distancing, physical distancing going. Every player on the ice gets their own puck. Mm -hmm. Obviously not the goalies. The goalies don't get their own puck. They're going to be very busy. But uh, we're wondering what you think of that possibility. I also heard that the uh, OHL is going to be uh, putting pool noodles on the helmets to keep the players uh, six feet apart. Oh, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Come on. There's no way they do that. Uh, well, you can't put it past them. I know. Like, the puck thing, it sounds crazy, but it'll be entertaining for sure. Yeah, for sure. Every guy with their own puck. Yeah, and imagine the pool noodles. That'd be awesome, man. Eh? <laughs> hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on? I think you guys might have it wrong with the pucks. I think it, it, their own puck for warm-up. I can't see 10 pucks on the ice at the No, no, time. during the game, because they want to keep the players as far apart as possible. They're gonna have, every player gets their own puck. I wouldn't want to be a goalie in that, that, that fiasco, I can tell you that right now. Yeah, but law of averages, you're going to save more than, than are going to go in. All right, <laughs> uh, it'll be fun to watch. It'll All be right. something else for sure. Hi there, it's Taz and Jim. <laughs> Good morning. Morning. Everybody gets their own puck? I know, yeah, it's crazy. Okay, only if you take away their stick and one skate is that going to work. <laughs> <laughs> now, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Is that right, eh? Yeah, yeah. Everyone getting their own puck, it's completely <laughs> logical because you don't want the players to get close to each other. Well, that'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? Yeah, but they Goalies need they need their sure. skates. Let's not let's not be stupid here. No, we're gonna give them one. <laughs> <laughs> they can use the sharp one. Okay, and half a stick. That there doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Right. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Good morning. How are you? Good. What do you think of the OHL's rule changes? No body checking, and every player gets their own puck. I think it's no longer hockey. Yeah. At what point does it become a different game altogether? I can uh, see that, but you know, you you want something to watch, and uh, with COVID, you got to keep the players safe. 
player safety's got to be paramount. And I think the only way to do that is to give each player their own puck. Well, you could put them all in sumo wrestling outfits then. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like those inflatable ones? Exactly. Yeah, that would. Uh, I'll that pass would that on good. to our uh, OHL insiders, see what they think, okay? Awesome. Have all a right. great day. Time for one more here, okay? The OHL bouncing around the idea. It's not 100% yet, but I hear it's like 90% done that they're going to give every player their own puck to keep them distanced when they return to play February 4th. What do you think? Yo, what's up? We still talking about the OHL? Yeah, what do you think? A lot of people pretty angry about this new rule change. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. If it's, it's that dangerous that the players cannot play the game normally, then don't play at all. Yeah. But, like, 10 pucks on the ice and no body checking. Like, the NHL did it fine. You know, our kids are back in school. That's relatively going okay. I just think it's silly. It's kind of pointless. Yeah, like what's more dangerous, uh, body checking and, and possibly getting COVID or having 10 pucks whizzing past your head? Like you got to think of the safety of the players. It, yeah, it just, it just doesn't make sense. I think if they're going to put time and resources, there's better places to, you know, make, make it safer. But once they hit the ice, let them play the game how the game is and, and let it be that. Sad news breaking on Saturday morning. The legend, Sean Connery, passed away in his sleep Halloween morning. He was 90 years old. No official cause of death, but his son did say he's been unwell for some time. His wife revealed that he was suffering from dementia in his final years. And it's true, you think, when's the last time you saw Sean Connery in public? It's been a while, Jim. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with dementia. It took a toll on him. Uh, his wife said, I was with him all the time. He got his final wish to slip away without any fuss. At the end, it was no life for him. He was not able to express himself recently. He will be honored in a private funeral ceremony with a memorial to follow. Obviously, when you think Sean Connery, you think about this guy right here. Bond. James Bond. Nobody could believe when I did it in 1962, I think the first one was, Dr. No, that it could ever possibly be shot today. And they'll probably go on. Originally, Cary Grant was asked to do it, and he said, yes, I'll do one, but I won't do two, I won't do a series. So then they got a hold of James Mason, and James said he'd do two, but he wouldn't do three. So they decided they'd have to go with an unknown. There were five people that were tested, and Sean's was far away the best test. Are you kidding me? Talk about a big break. As an unknown actor landing the role of James Bond. What a risk to take for the studios. First one he was in, Dr. No, back in 1962. From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, Diamonds Are Forever. And then in 1983, he played an older James Bond in the unofficial Bond movie, Never Say Never Again. His wife came up with the title, by the way, because... After he thought he was finished with the first round of James Bond, Sean Connery would say, I'm never playing James Bond again. (laughs) Never say never again. The other movies you remember Sean from? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Rock. (laughs) I love that movie. It is. It's an entertaining film, huh? Yeah. I don't, like, for me, like, in the 90s, that was one of my favorite movies. I, I love that one. 
Nicholas Cage and Sean Connery. So good. Just being Nicholas Cage and Sean Connery. Oh, don't break open those green ball things or we're all going to die. That's this is the rock. Can you do a Sean? This is the rock. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't welcome, tried to. Welcome to the rock. Shaken, not stirred. Junior, give me your other hand. I can't hold on. I can almost reach it, Dad. Indiana. Indiana. Let it go. Oh, goosebumps every time. Here's the late legend Sean Connery as Dr. Jones Sr. Indiana Jones's dad and also his buffalo brother, right? Didn't they both sleep with the same lady? <laughs> the, the Nazi lady? Buffalo brother. Isn't that, isn't that what it's called? Um, that's maybe one way to say it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I forget that part. They, which lady was it? It was the, the blonde lady who was the Nazi who oh, wanted the grail. That's and, right. and they both realized at one point, I think when they were tied to the chair in the burning castle. <laughs> They had slept with, they yeah. both slept with the same woman. Yeah, and they can't see each other's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the the funny thing is, and I remember uh, people talking about this when that movie came out in theaters, if Sean Connery was Harrison Ford's father in real life, he would have had to uh, have the baby when he was 12 years old. No way. Sean Connery passed away at age 90. Harrison Ford is 78 years old. Really? Yeah, man. Holy cow. I still picture him as like 55, Harrison Ford. No. Huh. <laughs> He's getting up there too, man. It mm-hmm. is sad. We are losing these uh, these icons that we grew up watching. This is very nice. Sean Connery tributes obviously flowing out uh, from the former... James Bonds, his his fellow uh, uh, Bonds, this is an exclusive club. There's four of them surviving. Roger Moore passed away. Mm. He's no longer around either. But George Lazenby, who was the guy who took over for Sean Connery, he only did one Bond movie, but that must have been a pretty daunting task to take over as James Bond after Sean Connery set the bar so high. Yeah, and apparently he did not do very well if he only got one movie. Lazenby says, a few weeks ago I was wishing Sean all the best for his 90th birthday. His Bond inspired me personally and encapsulated an age, the 60s, but to me the most important thing was the work beyond Bond. Charity, family, politics, and golf. A man after my own heart. Great actor, great man, underappreciated, and he has left us. Timothy Dalton says, Sean was a wonderful presence, a great leading man. Pierce Brosnan. Sir Sean Connery, you are my greatest James Bond as a boy and as a man who became James Bond himself. You cast a long shadow of cinematic splendor that will live on forever. You led the way for all of us. And the most recent Bond, the current Bond, Daniel Craig says, one of the true greats of cinema, Sir Sean Connery, will be remembered as Bond and so much more. He defined an era and a style. The wit and charm he portrayed on screen could be measured in megawatts. He helped create the modern blockbuster. He will continue to influence actors and filmmakers alike for years to come. Wherever he is, I hope there's a golf course. (laughs) He did love to golf. Uh, London, Ontario, just outside London, there's that that exclusive course, Red Tail. 
And I don't know if it's true, but I've heard the rumors for decades that Sean Connery would helicopter into Red Tail and yeah. play around a golf. I believe that's true. Maybe yeah. it's not, but I've, I, I've I heard, heard that too. The Queen has been there for sure. Yeah. I heard Sean Connery's been there. I know a friend of mine used to work out at Red Tail, and he has a picture of him and Bill Murray in the wine cellar there. That's amazing. Yeah. Mel Gibson. I don't know if that, that's one they really want to <laughs> advertise at this point, but I heard Mel Gibson had golfed there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Connery did love his golf. He also was a, uh, a football guy, real football, Jim. Yeah. Soccer, right? He, he loved his soccer teams. Yeah, he was offered... A contract to uh, Man U, Manchester United, back when he was 23. Uh, he got discovered by by the manager there, and then he was like, uh, "To play soccer." To play soccer, of course, yeah. And then he was like, "I'm already 23. Uh, soccer guys are usually done by 30. Maybe I'll go to Hollywood instead and see if I can become an actor." Luckily, it worked out for him. But imagine having those two options. <laughs> oh, I'm either gonna you know play for Man U or I'm gonna go to Hollywood and become James Bond. Yeah, must be nice. Or being that good looking and charismatic that you can turn down an offer like that yeah. because you're confident you can go to Hollywood and become a movie star. Yeah, sure, I could sleep with a lot of women playing soccer. But more if I go to Hollywood. <laughs> he did it, man. One of a kind. Sean Connery has passed at age 90. Impressions. It's worst impressions. Yes. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. News broke that we lost him at age 90. Halloween morning. And we uh, are going to get you guys to do your best or worst impressions of Sean Connery. Whoever does the most entertaining impression is going to win $100 in Lotto Max tickets. Let's go to contestant number one, Jack, a.k.a. Sean Connery. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. How you doing this morning? Pretty good. <laughs> is it snowing where you are? Yes, it is. What do you think of the uh, the snow? I don't really like it a lot. <laughs> Jim, do you have a question for Sean Connery here? Uh, not really. Um, I would just like to say I've been down with the ladies a lot, and my favorite line is, I like my genitals shaken and not stud. <laughs> this is like half between like Michael Caine and yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Hey, we're laughing. Yeah. You got a question for this guy, Jim Kelly? Yeah. Um, what's your uh, favorite meal? Oof. Oof. Gold fingers, I think. <laughs> Gold fingers. Mm. Okay. I've heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the gist. Rockford is up next. Good morning, Sean Connery. Good morning, gentlemen. Taz and Jim, I presume. <laughs> you presume correctly. And what's your name? I'm Sean Connery. Or you could call me Bond, James Bond. There you go. Now, what is the secret to being a good spy, Sean Connery? Well, the secret to being a good spy is to move in silence. And I'd like Jim to know those teenagers attacking his door the other day. Those are hired assassins. <laughs> what? Those are hired assassins. Oh, my. I knew it! Who hired well, them? That's what I'm on my way to headquarters to find out this morning. Well, say hello to Money Penny for us, okay? Oh, I definitely will, gentlemen. <laughs> He had the aura of of James Bond. Maybe not an, the impression wasn't bang on. Well, but. I'll give you some good news, Rockford. 
Jack hung up. So he, <laughs> he's the Jack, front runner now. Yeah, Jack was so uh, so sure he didn't win that not, he hung not up. Not happy with his performance, I guess. Last one is Billy, aka Sean Connery. What's going on, Billy? Well, not too much, my man, and yourself. <laughs> pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Let, let's ask, uh, why did you hate uh, Alex Trebek so much, Sean Connery? Oh, he reminded me of a babbling baboon, you know? Like, sometimes you hear them, and sometimes you don't, and he just need to talk like a babbling fool. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sean Connery, clearly, after a couple of drinks. Hey, Sean, what, what's the most attractive thing about a woman? Oh, shall I say, they have such many fine features. You know, they star in all my movies, and I just can't get enough of them, you know. But I have to say, their beautiful breasts are probably the best. <laughs> you sound like... Uh, this is like if Sean Connery had played Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> my precious. <laughs> oh, my precious. <laughs> yes, perhaps, perhaps. Okay, I've heard enough of that one, too. Oh, oh what do you think? Uh, believe it or not, Jim, I'm just going to make the call for both of us you here. You are. Yeah, I, I think you're probably leaning towards Rockford. Congratulations. For some reason, that was our best <laughs> Sean Connery impression this morning. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Now, that's Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> You've got $100 in Lotto Max tickets, courtesy of Taz and Jim. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.